do it. Get your dice ready. Oh wait, no, sorry, wrong show. Uh, welcome. This is uh, this is not casual quest <laughs> Hello, masters. Everybody. This is casual this master, is casual quest. master quest. My name is Nick. My name's Tyler. Don't fight, please. <laughs> and you're hosting. No, we're not. Don't gaslight me, motherfucker. You said you were hosting. No, I, I said know. I was hosting. I'm about to say Nick was hosting. Yeah, Nick said he was hosting. Oh! Right? I'm not crazy, right? Because I was like, I don't know, I don't know enough to be the host because I feel like it would be a faux host and it wouldn't be fair to you guys. Hello and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. This is episode 78. I'm your host for the episode, Nick. I'm joined today, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Tyler and Glenn. How's it going, guys? Always good. Yeah? How are you doing, Tyler? Oh, yeah. I am upset with myself. Why? What's going on? Because I thought I was the best host on Casual Master Quest, and I realized I've been preceded honorably. Nick, you're doing great. I believe in you. Well, we just got started, so let's see how that goes. How's uh, right. how's your week been, Tyler? <laughs> Great. I'm crying tears of whiskey. I'm a little emotional right now. <laughs> I realize I've been stepping on too many toes, and I need to stop. And I've been doing a lot of Christmas shopping. Stepping a lot of toes? Why are people walking so close to you? I got big feet, man. Also, well, that's fair. I'm, I'm like the opposite of pigeon toed. I gotta like I gotta man spread my feet when I walk. I just thought when you said I'm having tears of whiskey, I thought tears of a clown, and then you talked about having big feet, and all I thought of was clown shoes. <laughs> like all of this is making sense. <laughs> so Christmas uh, shopping. Yep, I I sent them mince pies and uh, flowers that squirt water out of them. No, I've been uh, doing a lot of Christmas shopping. It's that time of the week. I believe it's the second week of Christmas that's supposed to be the busiest uh, day for like UPS workers and all that. Just because of the amount of ordering and packages that get bought, right. as well as the uh, you know retail, but uh, yeah, I uh, just kind of sat there, uh, you know, one day just walking through Amazon, saying, hmm, "What am I gonna make an impulse buy for myself today?" And then the thought clicked, "Oh shit, I should buy presents for people to show them that I still appreciate them because you know that's how commercialism works." Right, uh, Tyler, I I know you made an impulse buy. That you don't really remember. Uh, which one? Um, your most recent one of a um, uh, a, a walking assistance paraphernalia and a a a, a, a My accessory pimp that goes along. Yes, yes, yes. Your your pimp pimp cane. Yes. Oh. Uh, it's dipped in uh 
18th century lead paint. It's actually completely plastic, so it only looks good, but it's fake as shit. Also, it got screwed together, kind of like a, a Kinex. So if I want, like, instead of a pimp cane, I want a, a pimp wand instead. I can just, you know, Avada Kedavra uh, somebody back to their corner of the street and, you know, be on my way. But... Yeah, some reason, I still don't know why I bought a pimp cane. Also, why right. do I own a top hat? Okay, Nick. so so what happened was um, yes, Nick, please. Um, CMQ this was last. Even th- this me. was this was last week, and this was pre-show, and then we were all just talking shit, and it was you, me, and um, Amanda, and I think Nick was here, and then you had had some some amount of a uh, alcoholic beverage, but and I then you started drink. browsing. And then you started browsing through Amazon, and mm-hmm. you're like, and you shared screen with us, and you're like, should I buy this pimp cane? We're like, I don't see an issue. <laughs> but, but, to be Did fair. Did my wife agree? The, because that means a lot of things either for or against it. Well, she was she was laughing long, so I we I guess we took that as, like, agreement. <laughs> we um, laughed maybe our at the way time. to the, to the <laughs> nightly corner. But to be fair, the top hat was my idea, and you went along with it. I enabled that. Cause you bought, you're like dead. You're kind of dead set on getting the the cane, and I'm like, if you're getting the cane, you have to get a top hat, Tyler. Yeah. And you're like, what's you a know, pimp cane yeah, exactly, right, hat. right. So I'm, and then I enabled it, and then he went along with it, and I didn't realize he ordered it until maybe like 30 minutes in. He's like, well, my my cane and top hat have been confirmed. I'm like, what? Did you you, you actually, actually bought, bought it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, there is one rule that I was uh, instill. That is, don't order shit when you're drinking. But when I'm drinking, I always forget that rule. It's like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> How convenient. I know, right? And so, yeah, uh, my uh, bridge baby over there now has a top hat. And uh, I also have a plastic pimp cane to uh, match my uh, my seasonal giving. Right. I see um, your, uh, little, um, your little child there has, been, uh, has, has found himself a new accessory. Uh, little... Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about my nephew over there playing uh, Minecraft or Fortnite or whatever on uh, the couch there. But uh, yes, my uh, my my boss baby, not my bridge baby, he's a boss baby, uh, now has a top hat proudly because I can't nice. wear it while I'm wearing my headphones. Right. That makes sense. It's very upsetting. Uh, you can I, always I, like hot you glue. Can pull it around the back right. like that. Now and then wear the top hat on top like that. We are live right now, so the idea that you're instilling in me means after drinking, I'm guessing like four or five shots of uh, Jacqueline Daniels, uh, shout out to my D&D crew, uh, I probably shouldn't get up and go get it, so... Probably not, so Glenn, why don't you tell us about let's your... Let's do it. Uh, it's been good. Uh, it's been... As some of you know, I'm in Los Angeles, so like, uh, it's usually dry, sunny you know that uh that realm of things as far as where it right. goes but it's been refreshingly rainy like the last like 10 days ish kind of off and on so i'm really digging that um it's also been really good just for la in general just to have that you know little bit of precipitation and stuff right now i f- forgive me i know that the the you had the wildfires like maybe a few weeks ago how's the situation been on that um oh up in santa clarita oh was that in Santa Clarita? There's a new wildfire every week. That's right. part of the reason why it's so great. It just, it allows for the soil to kind of re... All the plants don't get so dry. 
Right. You know? And so it allows for everything to kind of just be a little more fireproof than it was before. Though that is still not very fireproof. <laughs> um, personally, I love it because I'm a big fan of rain and snow and all that stuff. Oh, which is part man. of the reason why it's hard to I not love live rain. in the Midwest anymore. Um, yeah, it but then also just... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, God. No, I was going to say. Then, other than that, just finally getting over not a not sick sickness where I'm like never really sick but always don't feel like there's quite just a one something's tickly or something you just feel like yeah, shit when you wake a up cough or a sniffles or you know just something weird part of that is getting back to the gym and stuff uh which I did two or three times this week which was good because it always forces me to get up a little earlier and be a little right. more active um so yeah but it's been a good week not that's good not super eventful uh, I missed being here with you guys last week, uh, so thanks for bearing with me on that. I uh, I came in for the tail end and listened in, and it was uh, it was all very interesting. So I was happy to have been able to listen in. So, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and oh, I'll talk about that in the game segment. This is a video game podcast. Oh yeah. man, get a <laughs> teaser trailer for Glenn's gaming for the week. Oh man, I'm excited. What right. about you, and then. Nick? Yeah, for me, uh, it's just you. fucking it's fucking nothing, dude. Like I finished, I finished school, so I'm just kind of like, all right, what now? It's one of those things where throughout the semester, I'm like, God, I can't wait for this fucking semester to be over. Weekend, weekend, and then the moment it's over, it's like, well, what, what, what do I do now? I have nowhere to be. I have, I'm, you know, I have no responsibilities. I'm, you know, no so, homework. No home. Like that's why I can't wait to finish next semester and like you look for a job and just get on some sort of routine because I am happier and when I'm busier when there's things keeping oh. me like going from you know day to day like you know I'm pretty full up day to day as much as I like my alone time and game time and doing nothing um, I like having things to do um, yeah. that being said I I have started watching a show called The Blacklist Oh, Netflix. my buddy is the po- one of my D and D players is the post production coordinator for that show, um, and it's starring. I can't remember the actor, like the names of all the other actors except for James Spader, who James is Spader, yeah, one He's really nice hell guy. of a fucking actor. Holy yeah, he shit, I love James Spader. Um, but you know what that means, right? What my friend knows all those people and works with them on a daily basis and is the one that decides how the the episodes get f- cut for the final s- episodes before That's the really pr- cool. producers see them. So yeah, if you ever come to LA and you want to go on set, there's a decent chance I could get you at least on the lot. Oh, well, man, see, that's interesting because strings. Yeah, because I'm going to start looking for jobs in the film industry actually. Um, that's Los Angeles is calling your name, baby. No, I would, I disagree. As, as fun as as fun as LA is, Don't Vancouver's you dare say got Georgia. A, Vancouver, Vancouver. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I live in Vancouver. We have one of the biggest film industry, like developing film industries, in the north, uh, uh, in the Pacific soon, Northwest, and the most popular I, uh, kill rate for stunt doubles. Yes. Yeah. I will say though, as soon as the union figures out a way to get their heads into Vancouver, you're not going to be able to do. It's not going to be as big anymore. That's why Atlanta and Vancouver are so big right now, because they can go there and not pay union rates, which is also right. super shitty. Um, right. Because as a person who worked as an extra, even union rates as an extra are not that good. So you work up 16-hour days, and I, you know, I make 200 bucks. Right. On a 16-hour yeah. day. I was looking at all the job listings uh, based on what I like to do. Um, I really want to go into like either the production or the direction side because uh, I like organizing. I like working with people. I, Man, you know, 
Part of and the thing is, if you came here, my roommate is a, he's, that is what he is. I right. know producers, I know pro production coordinators, I know everyone. I can get you into the industry in LA. That, sorry, I just got really excited. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, and like, as much as I'd jump at any opportunity, I really want to stay in Canada so I can get my citizenship. Uh, like, you know, yeah. that's going to take a few years at least. So I can't really leave. But, uh, no, we'll make something happen, Glenn. Even if it's one of those things where you just come down here and do some jobs, because that's the big thing, right. especially for the most part, and starting out, you're not going to be able to like just get a full time oh, job with benefits. Oh yeah, no, no, like I know forever. Be, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I know I'm going to be somebody's bitch for a while, and I'm okay with that. You yeah, know? gotta um, gotta earn it. Gotta you gotta start somewhere. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, we are a video game podcast. Are uh, we? <laughs> we are a video holy game podcast. Sh holy been, shit. Looks, Looks like what it's been a little bit slow for everybody this week, so we'll just move right on into the video games, which is nice. Uh, which means we, I hopefully we had some time to play video games. Uh, Glenn, yes. we'll start with you this time. What what have you been playing? I know you're very excited about something. I am very very excited. First, well, I mean, honestly, bigger than the thing that I put in super caps in the notes is uh, getting back to Stardew Valley. Um, nice. First off, because Stardew Valley is perfect for a smaller streamer like myself, so when I play it, I actually see growth. Because people come in and I get followers and new people come to the channel. A lot of you, Tyler specifically, are people I literally met because I played Stardew. And then we started hanging out together online. And Yeah, you bring me back update. every time you play Stardew Valley. It's just, it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I love Stardew. And so, like, now I'm playing with Tyler's wife, Amanda, as well as one of my oldest followers. He's on and off a sub. On and off. Uh, cool male who is a, a lovely pain in the butt sometimes and then uh, what else do we have in there um, Apple Amanda? yeah so oh. we're in the four corners thing where now instead of just like sharing one farm in Stardew you have four different farms that each serve a different purpose one has more mining one has more wood one's better for farming another is better for fishing and so you can have different money separate bank accounts a large map they added a bunch of new features you can craft your own clothes they have new end game content new buildings you can make i am breeding fish in that game currently um so i'm super super yeah all right Excuse all right you me? need to you need what? to you there's need a to, no glenn you need to stop because if you tell tyler that apart from his favorite activity in stardew valley you can fish but you can also breed things you're he, yeah that's it tyler's gonna lose himself yeah, all you do is you you build a pond, it's 5,000 gold, 5 seaweed, and 5 green algae, which gives you a reason to care about algae and seaweed, yeah. when before it was just like, I hate getting these whenever I'm fishing. And uh, and then I think, oh, what is it, um, 300 stone? And yeah, and then you put two of the same species into a, a doohickey, they will populate it up to three, so they'll breed and make another one, and you can get a type of... Uh, what is it called? Roll, I think. R O L E. It's basically just like fish egg. Um, oh, row. And you can row. That's it. Yeah. You can harvest like row the from yeah R O E though. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I, yeah. I don't know so you harvest row. row. So I've got two. I've got one with carp and one with tuna, um, that are both iridium level. So then they produce, and so I can keep two of them in there, pop and one out, sell it, and then take the row and make recipes out of it or sell it. Um, 
but yeah, so it's there's a lot of new stuff, uh, and so I'm really excited to be playing that again with with my friends, and it's just a great game. I have to literally go. I'm only playing this two days a week because otherwise it'll just be last like last time, and I'll burn through all the content in less than a month of real time. <laughs> Glenn, so, you have uh, opened Pandora's box. You have unleashed something. I can make a Pandora's I can make box a hut for you on my farm, man. Thankfully, Pandora's box has like three or four locks here, Nick. So he's popped open <laughs> one by mentioning it. So let's, let's see how many locks I can pop open. Uh, can okay. I get, uh, like, is this row thing an exclusive fish? Is that a verb here? Or what am I missing? No, row, row are fish eggs. Yeah. Oh, like, like caviar. caviar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're made from row. Yeah, fish row. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I breed exclusive fish from this? Um, we were talking about that actually. I was like really frustrated. I was like, oh man, you can get like the crimson fish, but you can only get one. And then I was like, wait, there are multiples of us. So each one of us can get one and then you can breed crimson fish and sell them and their row. So <laughs> there goes lock <laughs> <Unlocks>. two. <up. laughs> so as long as you're playing with friends, as far as I know, you can do that. But I don't know. That may be something that he's, I don't know if, if uh, concerned ape has decided to put a limit on that but we i have a crimson fish now i've already got a crimson fish so i'm hoping somebody else will get one soon and then we can try it out uh how much time would you spend in a day handling this uh this activity at the the pond at the pond no you don't have to do anything you build the pond put them in it and then they do their thing and do then you, whenever the rose do you ready run to around harvest, in circles until somebody crosses their arms or something like uh what do, what do you do to <laughs> pass the time Oh, oh, what when I'm playing. I thought you were talking about like if there was anything you have to do with the pawns themselves. Personally, like, I'm just working on getting everything, all my skills up to um to a certain amount. Um I got my large bag. I got a uh, um what is it? My fishing's up to 8, I think. My mining's up to 8 or 9, something like that. So I mean, I just try to make money. So I've got right now I've got a giant bunch cuz we just hit fall, a bunch of grapes and yams and they're all like watered so i don't i put a bunch of sprinklers out there so i don't have to water them myself yeah that rock or that lock was a little rusty but i think i can shake it awake so we we got three of the four locks the last one is uh can i breed fish to get perfect stats i don't know if they actually have statistics so um i i as far as i'm aware it doesn't seem that the rarity of the fish matters because i did have two um iridium level carps together and yeah. I pulled one of the, the bread carp out, and it was just a regular carp, which did make me a little sad, but I don't know if that might change over time, because like I said, I've only had the we've only had the pawns for about three or four days of in-game time, so Nick Hill, that could change. Rest assured, Pandora's box remains closed. Until you can <laughs> assure Tyler that there is a way to breed iridium-quality fish, which would ensure that he would be maximizing his money, to, uh, like money, Profit, time, yeah. efficiency, profits. There's no way that mm -hmm. box is getting open fully. So, ooh, they did double day, the size sir. of sheds, though. Sorry, the sheds, the yeah, internal size of the shed, as far as sp yeah, the sheds oh, fuck. are now twice as big. So it turns inside. out this chest couldn't be open from the back. <laughs> There's only one lock in this one. Double the size of sh I can oh. make so much wine. <laughs> Lordy, uh, well, I always used barns after a certain point uh, to yeah. uh, put like, what is sheds more efficient now? Like, uh, talk to me here. 
Tell me dirty I things. I think so, yeah. I think it's because of the, the space that's taken up by the aesthetic things, you know, or like feeding troughs in the barns. Yeah, I, I think the those. shed Keep is going. actually the most efficient way to make gold if your goal is to um, just uh, just make a bunch of wine. You're the host, so Nick. Glenn, Get me off what, this. What are, what are the games that you've been playing? Um, I'm super excited about the fact that I've been playing WoW, um, and as I've said in the past, I'm pissed about my ratios, Horde to Alliance in my server. Also, Alliance apparently just doesn't like PvP, um, but I did PvP because I knew nothing, and my friends were like, we're doing PvP because we like PvP. So I, I just followed because I never played WoW, um, and eventually it got to a point where now I think the Horde have picked on us enough that we are better fighters than they are because they always go in groups and troves, so they don't actually have to have skill to win. So if it's an even fight, we just kick their asses, even nice. though they're more geared than we are. Um, on top of the fact that people are getting pissed enough that they're actually going out and just murdering the horde in response to them murdering us. Right. Like they tried to infiltrate Ironforge last <laughs> so night it's, and we so just it's a true, them up. So it's a true PvP, like now finally, oh, like, back. Peep, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like... Well, the bully result, becomes the bully. Farming in low-level areas because I'm just trying to make money, or like get some sort of progression. And now I can actually go to places like Silithus and Winter Spring. Right. The other day in Winter Spring, they were just camping the Horde flight point. I had never seen a Horde flight point be camped in my server. It was always <laughs> the reverse. Okay. And so they just they were just fucking them up, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now tell go! me. Um, I'm not too familiar with uh, WoW, and I don't think that this is a thing. But, like, let's say you're just out there adventuring. And I'm assuming this isn't a thing, but I just wanted to check anyways. If, mm -hmm. you, if you're getting camped by Horde or if you're in trouble or you get attacked, there's no way for you to send, like, a server-wide ping to, like, other Alliance members. Correct? There is. There's a is defense there? channel. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a general channel for each zone that you're in. So, at the okay. very least, you can even throw it into looking okay. for group if you really want to mess. Because looking for group is not based on the zone okay you're in so you can throw it general chat you can throw it in trade chat you can throw it in looking for group you can throw it in the defense channel um to be like hey guess what there's this thing happening that's how i found it in iron forge they were trying to camp the iron forge flight path inside of the city in one of the houses right across from the flight path so there was like 30 or 40 horde just like held up in a house anytime someone came through the door just like bop, 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 and they murdered them but we thanks to me because i was like i'm a fucking warrior what am i gonna do standing out here doing nothing so i targeted one charged in and then they just like everyone followed me and we had 70 or 80 of us so we fucked them up and it was great uh but the big thing is I finally got my epic mount, which yay, which is like 900 <sighs> gold, correct? 900, and that's only because that I I you, literally sir. chose my faction. I chose my race because I liked their mounts the most. <laughs> I chose Night Elf because I like the the saber the saber cat mounts, and so I have my mount now. Yay! I bought it right before we started like nice. recording this, so like it's a fresh. I'll thing. drink to I'm that. So happy. Excellent. Here, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do this. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, I mean that's it's it. My vaping will hit a lot harder than your vaping, I think. So jokes on uh, you, loser. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really good. I'm good. having a lot of fun, uh, more so than in the past, which is it's it's good because the game, you know, you invest a lot of time. I think I'm at 20 days and 18 hours of gameplay since that's it a lot came of, out in September. Yeah, that, that's a but lot that's of still. 
minuscule compared to a lot of players. So, um, yeah. But it's good. It's a great time. And Stardew's, like I said, way more exciting. I think that's part of the reason why I'm able to be positive about WoW is because I'm enjoying a game that really goes back to the root of why I like video games. Right. You know? So, yeah. What, suffering? Yeah. What, like, uh, he, please, do tell. What Stardew? Uh, Oh, I thought you said World of Warcraft. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out. No, 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 no. I'm, I think I'm enjoying Stardew or War, World of Warcraft because Stardew makes me happy as a gamer. It's right, like, because you weren't like just solely grinding. Crossing yeah. And yeah, it's like a fun game that you can just play for grind basically plants. no reason and enjoy however you want, <laughs> you know? Right. And then, right. then when I want to really, you know, destroy myself, I'll go and, you know, play WoW. But I'm also winning. I think I won a role in an Anixia raid the other day for the first time, which was cool. Still have oh, nice. Before, Congrats, like, dude. That's awesome. I got, I got, a, it's my first purple that is actually like above level 50. So um, I even found another purple BOE just running around. So like I've got some stuff to sell. That's how I got my money from my Epic Mountain. I was so close. I was like, fuck it. I've got five Righteous Swords. I'm going to sell a couple. <laughs> and nice. Tyler knows the significance of that. But uh, Tyler, you'll, you'll love this. My RNG has been getting better. I was running Stratholme Live, which is where you get the Righteous Orbs, which are an important piece of, for enchantments uh -huh. in the game. And sometimes they can go up for up to 50 gold each, you oh, know? Yeah. So a lot of times they'll have round robin rolls on them whenever you run it. So each person gets one and then you start back at the beginning so nobody gets too many. The group I was running with once did not do that. And they were like, no, nah, whoever gets it gets it. And I won four in one run. I bet you changed their minds real fucking quick then. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're like, we're not doing this anymore. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I was cool doing round robin, but... You know you what? Socialism no. sounds great suddenly. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elon. Oh, so right. I'm... Uh, <laughs> yeah, steer me um, out. Tyler... Weak. No, I'm kidding. Elon Musk is great. He's cool. Yeah, he's Tyler, what games have you been playing this week? So, everybody and their mother has heard about this, and I think this is going to be the final bit that you have to hear about it, if you're getting sick of it. Otherwise, maybe you're eating it up because you're, uh, you're, you know, tipping your toe into it. Pokemon... Uh, some reason I put Pokemon Shield, even though I own Pokemon Sword, devil in the details. So, since we last talked, I was about 20 Pokemon away from completing the Pokedex, and then something magical happened. Nick, Glenn. I woed, almost ironically, at the fact that I could not get any Shield-exclusive Pokemon of sorts that my wife couldn't get at the time for various reasons. Either they were too rare, or maybe she had to get further in the game or whatnot, and... I howled at the moon, saying, Oh, woe is me. Where is thy GTS? I wish you were here. And then I discovered fucking Reddit. And holy shit, is Reddit the best? So, there is, a, in fact, a Reddit thread called Pokemon Trades, where, it, you know, me and other, you know, hundreds of lonely noobs out there are like, eh, Please, trade me exclusive. I'll give you mine. And uh, in my head, it's like, Everybody has, you know, sword, and hardly anyone has shield, you know, it's probably... No, a lot of shield people out there that have and the need sword exclusives, and I'm like, huh. And so, you know, hand over my heart, uh, you know, finger up in the air, and like, don't worry, I shall help you. And, uh, you know, in return, got my fucking Pokemon that I needed, and it was great. I used the power of Reddit to complete my Pokedex, uh, like the last 12, I think, after I, like, I really started, you know, like, hitting a sore spot. And so yeah, I got all 400 Pokemon in the Galarian Pokedex, for clarity. 
cool. Everybody's excited. Thank you. And uh, oh, nice. no, that's really awesome. I was thinking that's that's really freaking cool. Like, we, we clapped for the tiger. <laughs> what about uh, you? Did say Amanda was having a hard time finding ones. Which ones are the ones she's having a hard time finding in Shield? Uh, it's a good question. I would have to look up uh, the ones I I was looking for. Uh, uh okay, copy. I, I think like I didn't know if you knew off the top of your head. Uh, Gumi, I think was one probably. Uh, Gumi was a little bit of a problem. I've never heard of that, and I've got sixty hours into the game, so. I mean, have something. you heard of Slagoo or Gudra? No. Like a goopy uh, pink dragon. They were really okay. cute. They were probably one of my favorite like, uh, Pokemon from Gen like Five designs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today, nonetheless, Amanda saw it for the first time. She's like, "Oh, it's so cute. I love it, but I don't like the way it drips." And I'm like, "Well, I mean." <laughs> That's, Take a, it for that's its the whole perfections. Yeah, I'm gonna say. No, I was just, I was just thinking, um, uh, between Pokemon Sword and Shield, who might have like, which copy might have been bought more would be hard to say, because Pokemon Sword you have Sword Doggo, but then Pokemon Shield you have Unicorn, and I was dead set on getting the Unicorn Pokemon game, but then, Unicorn. yes, uh, Ponyta. Ponyta. Galarian Ponyta. Oh, cop, cotton candy. Yes. Brony. Yes, you hesitated yes. there, Nick. Have you been drinking? Uh, yes, water. I've been staying hydrated. Um, okay, not the doubt your Pokemon <clears throat> knowledge. Oh yeah, no, Sorry. like my memory is failing. I like there's a blank spot in like maybe between generation five to like now <laughs> on like Pokemon <laughs> names. I know all of them. I just can't remember the names. But uh, what's the uh, name what of the anchor? I, like, fuck, I can't remember. Uh, the anchor. This hat is actually enchanted with the uh, the element of high hoarseness, and I, I feel like uh, I should <laughs> give it to you, good sir. Delmice. Delmice, that's what it was. Also, it was a heart. It was supposed to be a hard Pokemon for me to get because it appears right outside of uh, Spikemuth. Uh, but thankfully, it has a 1% of chance appearing in the grass versus in the wild. So it worked out in my favor. I just had to run around wait, for a while. Wait, 1%? Delmice is in the game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I had no idea. Wait, the anchor one? Not never seen heard? it anyways. Yeah. Um, fuck, huh. where was I going with this? Yeah, the only reason I got Pokemon Sword was because I saw Surfetched, and I'm like... Yeah. I Wait, I can't get Surfetched, I thought. You can through the power of trading, my good sir, but it is exclusive to Sword. He wanted shield, but he saw uh, Surfetch, so he wanted to go yeah. sword oh, instead. Oh, okay. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I was originally, yeah, I was originally gonna get the unicorn because it's a unicorn, but then I saw Surfetch, and I'm like, this is a fucking bird that's a knight that's turned an onion, a leak, a giant leak into a sword and shield. I want it. The like the bird that will fight to the death with a vegetable and will force himself or herself to retire. When that leak eventually gets rotten, that is like a, a cruel short life of a night bird. Uh, like, it's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful, yeah. It's eight generations to evolve, man. I, I think it was. I think it was. No, I'm not getting into it. Tyler, what else have you been playing? So, just to finish up uh, what I did on Pokemon, since sure. you know, I promise this is the last time I'll talk about it. I. Uh, I got the Oval Charm, which I believe hatches more eggs by beating a certain trainer. I got the Shiny Charm for completing the Pokedex, which means I get more Shiny Pokemon at a higher rate. Uh, Glenn's freaking out because I'm overloading him with information that he probably did, like, I'm, he's probably still stuck on Delmice, the anchor. Uh, yeah. Uh. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, 
with all that in mind, I have been trying to breed my competitive team in my head to, you know, in case you know, somebody that I know wants to step up their game and duke it out. Uh, unfortunately, uh, everyone I know personally hasn't really felt the call. Uh, last time it was Brandon for Sun and Moon, but uh, he's just kind of said, eh. And so I've been building the six-man team, and I could maybe tell you what it is if I could remember it, but I don't. Uh, and the the problem is, since I'm not... Do you remember any of them? I mean, I, I could tell you a couple sure uh so i got charizard which i'm going with a uh, special attack uh, as a sweeper and i uh, discovered recently that uh since generation three uh there was a popularity among a belly drum charizard that's making a comeback in this one which sounds like weird because but yeah like charizard uh in this game was more notably a special attacker type but if people want to break the meta and say screw it they can be both again let them yeah screw it uh I also have uh, Ferrothorn, which is a steel grass type, uh, supposed to be my super tanky, you know, beat up, set status effects. God, he's so strong. Yeah, slow as hell, but I mean, that's the point. Uh, Dragapult, as a, you know, be because of course I had to get Dragapult, the uh, the pseudo dragon legendary of the game. And uh, Is that one, is that a sword exclusive as well? Uh, no, no, both. No, it's not. Like, this is the, the Dragonite of this game, essentially. Uh, oh, I love Dragonite. Well, then you might like Dragapult. Uh, he's meant, or she, I, I actually don't remember which one mine is, but again, doesn't matter, uh, is a great sweeper, and like, they nuke, like, super hard, like, they almost one-shot with uh, its signature move, which I don't remember what it's called, like, Dragon Launcher or something like that. Basically, this Dragapult uh, shoots the, uh, the basic form of his own Pokemon, Dreepy, at his enemies, and he'll do uh, 250 damage hits, and it just nukes. Uh, the problem is, though, he also gets one-shotted, so it's, you know, either you win or you lose kind of thing. So, kind of like Nox, you know, either you're great or you're dead. Uh, <laughs> alongside that, I I got Corviknight. Corviknight's, like, uh, the main boy in my team, and I absolutely love Corviknight. Like, I honestly thought I was going to give it up when I, you know, went to a competitive, but for some reason, it, it just stuck around. It... It's a better version of Skarmory to me, and I like Skarmory even, and uh, especially now that I got a uh, version of uh, Corviknight that has the hidden ability, which uh, I don't remember what it's called specifically, it's like Magic Shield or something like that, uh, reflects uh, status conditions that lower uh, stats. So if they try oh, to lower my defense or whatnot, it shoots it right back at the attacker instead, which okay with me. Isn't there another Pokemon that does that, where it's like a reciprocative reciprocative recipro I don't know where it like if you did synchronize put something on them it synchronized there it is okay yeah cool I was like that felt like something else I had heard of right uh, I think my Eevee has that whatever it is I don't remember it's the fairy Eevee that's four I'm trying to remember which the other ones are uh okay I could go check real quick but honestly it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I was just interested right and I'll, I'll tell you them later happily because, you know, I worked so hard, you know, breeding them. I'm currently like <laughs> 85 hours in and I, I think I'm finally able to start slowing down because not only have I been breeding Pokemon, I've come to the realization that most like online competitive that isn't like a super tournament or anything like that, which there is one happening right now, just so uh, you guys are curious, uh, or Battle Tower, uh, it's only 3v3. You only ever need three Pokemon, and so it's like, 
theoretically, if you're facing against people online, you'll have a six-man team. You'll look at their team and decide what you know what's the best three. But Battle Tower, you never know. So it's like, why the fuck would you ever have more than three Pokemon to you know uh, max out? And right. it's been leading to a tough question. I've been asking myself if it's worth having a six-man team if you're only ever going to use three. Uh, the answer is technically you should, so you're prepared for a situation. But at the same time, it's like it's a lot of know, effort. Yeah, it's a lot of effort yeah, for a Pokemon that you that might the never three-man use. Three-man team yeah. might be like a three-man team might be different too because of the the what you're going to need more out of a three-man team if there's not six to fill the necessary roles in the team. You know, right? And on so the might be different too. The plus side, breeding is a lot easier for me this time around compared to the Sun and Moon because uh, not only did I get mystery mystery traded a four IV uh, foreign. Ditto, which is amazing. Uh, What's foreign? What? Uh, a, a Pokemon from a different country, like uh, say Spain or Japan or China or something. How like that. would you know that it's foreign? It will say uh, next to the name when you uh, look at it in the summary, or it'll have a, a really weird name. <laughs> like, it'll yeah, have a country roots. code, or the nickname would be in a different language. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's yeah, cool. and I believe that having uh, foreign. Uh, when you're breeding with foreign, it helps for shinies as well. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I'm sure you guys heard me, you know, hoot about it before the uh, Masuda effect. Right. That's uh, the, what it was. Yeah. The Masuda effect is uh, if you put two Pokemon and one of them is a fr- uh, different country Pokemon, it increases the chance of it being shiny by a shit ton. And so having wow. having a ditto version from a different country is apparently you know, worth Whoa. its weight in gold at that point. God, yeah, because you can breed it with anything. Yeah. And it, anything would have a better chance at shiny. That's so cool. And so at this point, people don't even care if this ditto is good or not. If it's from a different country, they want it. And so it's like they don't care if, you know, they're not going to send it to the battle. They just want a, you know, a cute looking Growlithe. And, uh, mm. well, Growlithe is, you know, cute normally. You know, shout out Amazing. to the normal Growlithe. Uh, but yeah, I have a foreign ditto with four IVs, but more importantly, I have a second ditto that has five IVs that are perfect that cover the first ditto. So it's kind of like, uh, double filtering a breeding process between two Pokemon where, you know, with enough time, I'm guaranteed to get the Pokemon I need with perfect stats. Can you breed ditto together? Uh, I don't think so. Last time I remembered, like someone doing that, the effect was you would get a random Pokemon, but that was like, I don't, I don't even think that's a thing anymore. I don't think that and works out. How do you do exist? Well, Glenn. Oh no! I did. Oh, I just open up a bag. Nick inhaled. Uh, <laughs> my Pokemon professor Nickel, go right ahead. <laughs> um, In the days of old. Yeah, let's not get into that. Give me, give me the cliff notes. I don't know. I don't know what? how it exist. I think you're lying. <laughs> so, Glenn, let me ask you a Pokemon question. This Pokemon is the first Pokemon to ever exist. Which one is the following? Bulbasaur, Rhydon, Mew, Arceus. So the question is, which one is... Tell tell you which is the first Pokemon? Yes. Mew. Rhydon. Mew? Okay. Yeah. Then how do you explain uh, Arceus, the god of all Pokemon? Said to create everything. Oh, I had no idea who that is, so... Ah, what about Rhydon? But he's the, f- the god of all Pokemon, but he's also kind of a Pokemon himself. But so what about- Mew was the first Pokemon, and Arceus just existed. 
Uh, actually, that's it was incorrect because when yeah. Arceus came to creation, he gave birth to Azelf, Mech, uh, Mesprit, and Uxi, who are legendary Pokemon that you can catch in Generation 4. So they were technically the first Pokemon to exist. Um, and why did they say Mew was? Because Maybe in the when, Kanto region? Because when Mew was a thing and known to be like the origin of all Pokemon, the other 800 whatever or 700 Pokemon didn't exist yet and they hadn't come up with the story. Oh, so it's not really that the canon makes sense then. It's oh, no, just, it's continuity yeah, bullshit. Happened. Yeah, it's So just, being yeah. being a Gen 1 boy, that makes sense. Yeah, that to I you, that makes sense. Yes, okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. The other two but the, answers, the, the, the canon has changed. Yes. Technically, yes. Okay, cool. The, there is like actually that. some uh, weight to the other ones. Rhydon is the first Pokemon that Game Freak ever created. So you could call oh. that, in, you know, in reality, the first Pokemon. And then, of course, Bulbasaur okay. is the first Pokemon you see in the Pokedex. So. Yeah. Anyways, I did rec- I was like, wait, isn't he just number one in the Pokedex? Bulbasaur wouldn't even be a semantically. <laughs> yes, that's that's all an of option. them are correct in one way yes. or another. Then huh? my hat okay, waggles. So semantically. It, was, it was a trick question. Yeah. I mean, it was a bullshit question. You know, doomed to fail, but it's okay. I we- love it. <laughs> I learned a lot. So, what were we talking about? Breeding. Okay. Pokemon. So, yeah. trying to get a shiny. You're talking about your shiny ditto. To top hat it all off, uh. I am getting sick of Pokemon, I realize, because I've been, I oh, got, no. I know, it's, it's a tough thing because I, you know, I've been having a lot of days where I'm in the truck, I've been playing passenger, and I realized that breeding isn't as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> Maybe I just forgot that breeding was actually god-awful and tedious, but whatever. And, you know, doing the battle tower over and over... There's like a pool of like 20 different tra- uh, trainers that you fight. And so you start to see the same people that say the same things. It's like it suddenly it loses the magic behind the curtain of these high, smart, professional uh, AI trainers. Because they are smart as shit, Glenn. Uh, like, I can't even beat I can't even beat the, the, the champion again. I'm on battle six and I can't beat him. B- battle six? Of well, you have to be, you have to do it six times before you can like use the IV thing and get to the next. Oh, level you are in Battle Tower then. I can't. I can't even beat him. I've tried like eight different combinations. All of my victories before it seems were based on the fact that I had higher level Pokemon, but now they level everything down to fifty, so I can't sh- fucking touch him because he's got all of the easiest goddamn right? Pokemon. So fun I can't fact, do anything. I talked about this with Amanda, and it was you know uh, cruel revenge as I uh, reset my camera here real quick. <laughs> Anyways, uh, when I beat the game, when I faced Leon for the first time, I mean I told you guys before I was like 20, 25 levels above you know his Pokemon. I curb stomped mm-hmm. him by pure brute force, and much like you, Glenn, when I go into Battle Tower, Leon's like, hey. All our Pokemon are on equal grounds now. Good luck. And he fucking threw me into a pillow and then just ass up. And it's like, it was it was brutal. I won Glenn out of desperation by beating his Charizard with my Dreadnought's head smash, which does damage to my own Pokemon. My Pokemon, my last Pokemon fainted the same time his Charizard fainted. And it still gave me the win. It's Because technically you did win first. Order of Operations. Yeah, I guess it should have been a tie, but I guess tied to the attack. Runner man, a win's a win. (laughs) I I scraped a win, so you know, skin of my teeth. The second time (laughs) when I had bred Pokemon, I (laughs) 
still almost got my ass uh, handed to me. Like, it was so rough. <laughs> it was bad. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I bred my Pokemon. They're EV trained. They got the right abilities, the right nature. And Leon is still, like, you know, he's tossing condoms at me. I don't know what it means. And it's like, it, it's bad. But, but I got to what is called the Ultra Ball tier. Uh, which, you know, is kind of up there. I'm not sure how far. Like, you know, so many battles. And it's just starting to lose its charm. And I decided I wanted to play a couple other games. Such I know as? That was a, such as? I played a little bit of town, Little Town Hero. Uh, had some more fun with it. I decided, you know, hey, I fucking hate Game Freak. So what's the best way of going, you know, from Pokemon to another Game Freak game? Little Town Hero. You go to so, the uh, middle child that hasn't been given much attention. <laughs> I I had some good fun with that. Uh, story is actually starting to pick up after the halfway point, and suddenly it's like, oh, maybe I am invested, even if it feels like everything else is bullshit except for the fights. And so I had some good fun with that. I realized I hit a down point with my main game of Pokemon when I started playing League of Legends. Like I, I realized I'm like down on my yeah. Glenn's gonna look like yeah, okay, I understand. You know, you burnt out, but I'm you're trying to stay away from League so bad. <laughs> Uh, like, once I played League, I realized I need help. And so, I reached out the best way I could to find a game that could break me off. The last time I needed a game to break me off this badly was RuneScape, and I used the game Sea of Thieves to break me off. So, I didn't use Sea of Thieves, but I did use a Microsoft exclusive. So, I mean... I played Halo Reach for the first time in my entire life, despite it not coming out, or uh, it came out like in 2010. Ask me anything. Uh, Halo Reach was Bungie's last game before um, Bungie's last I said, Halo ask game. Ask me anything, not tell me anything. No, I'm Halo just Reach was Bungie's last game before it was handed off to developers 343 Industries, which was made off, made up of a split off from Bungie. Uh, uh, so Bungie employees split off, made 343 Industries because I think Bungie didn't want to work with. Uh, similar with Activision, Bungie wanted to be its own thing and not work with Microsoft anymore. Um, and I guess some people from Bungie who still wanted to stay tied to the uh, Halo series uh, split off. Yeah, and now 343 is. Um, I actually don't know where 343 is because, uh, but no, anyways, how, how was your experience with Halo Reach, Tyler? So, you guys gotta keep this in mind, I played Halo one time since Halo 3 came out, you know, natively for the Xbox 360, and the, the last time I touched a Halo game was Halo ODST, technically Halo 3, but you, you guys know what I'm talking about, uh, between 3 and yeah. 4, yeah. So, you know, back in the day, I got a Goodwill buy, got a 360, got a game, decided to give it a shot, see what it was like. It was atrocious going back to Halo 3 ODST. It was like, I was turned, it took me five minutes to realize that there is no sprint button. That's how bad, like, I realized, like, what I was in for. And so I was a little bit nervous going back to a Halo game. And so Halo Reach, which, as Nick uh, explained to me, is chronologically the first one in the game series. But it's technically, wise, yes. I, it's like the fifth or sixth game after Halo Three ODST or something like that. Um, it is uh no, it's Halo One, Two, Three ODST, and then Halo Reach. So the fifth, yes, yes, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was a little bit hesitant, uh, but since Microsoft released the Master Chief Collection, starting with this one on the PC, yes, I decided to make the jump. Great call. I bought the expansion pass, if you will, of the you know, the whole collection as it comes out, and uh, I got to put in a little bit of time into Halo Reach, and I was at first 
kind of mad at it. Uh, first thing I was mad at was uh, Xbox Live assigned me a default tag, so I was called like Square Sater seventy two oh five. So I had to spend uh, fifteen minutes figuring out how to change that, and it wouldn't let me start with a letter or a number, and it wouldn't let me have more than twelve characters. So I couldn't put two times Tyler. So, Wait, hey, but you couldn't you couldn't connect it to your current Xbox account? It, that's what it was, but apparently it was Square Sater all this time for some reason. Yeah. Hmm. It's weird because uh, I was pretty sure I was Tycho in, when I played CFTs and stuff like that. I'm, be my damned luck. I have two different Xbox Live accounts running right now, which right. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, is a good chance of what's happening. But uh, I started playing, realized that the cutscenes were definitely dated for sure. I'm not sure if this is a... Is this supposed to be an HD port of this game? Oh, uh, no. It's, it's just a port. Okay. The only, so, the only games that got an HD upgrade were uh, Halo 2 and Halo Combat Evolved, the first one. Okay. So, I shouldn't feel like this game should be, like, uh, up to specs, 2019 standards. No, definitely not. Remaster. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, putting that into perspective, I have, you know, I've only put, like, an hour or so into it, but... I've been having a good time. I was kind of frustrated because, you know, uh, I'm playing with a keyboard, which is bizarre to me for playing Halo with a keyboard. Right. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, like, it's weird how they map and I got to remap. It's like, hey, if you want to toss a grenade, press the letter G in your keyboard. And it's like, you got to really reach away from your movement just so you can toss a fucking grenade. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's F, you know? It, it, F and chat. <laughs> yeah, put an F in the controls for chat. But... The story has been pretty good. The voice acting has been laughable, but I'm going along with it because technically this is only a $10 game by itself. Uh, still <laughs> a better game than Metal Wolf Chaos XD. And right. I I think, Nick, I think that this is a game I would sell a lot for to play drunk with friends. This is like my next uh, Dead Space 3 game. Like if I could have somebody that play with me in the co-op, I think it would be great. Uh, yeah, Halo Co-op's always fun. Um, and it's funny hearing people talk about how weird it is to play Halo on keyboard. For me, it's funny to hear that because Halo Combat Evolved, the first one, came out on the PC. Right. And Halo 2 also came PC. out on the PC. Um, and I, w- like, I played Halo 1 and 2 on the PC, so that's what I was used to. Right, uh, we got like mm. a free trial demo version of Halo on our school computer lab somehow. So, uh, I mean, if it helps, Tyler, like you can plug in a controller. Like the native support for a controller and the key bindings and whatever button mapping would be a lot uh, friendlier. Um, I feel like if I did that though, I'd have to get an Xbox 360 controller, right, just to get the mm. the natural feel. The true no, don't handicap Halo. yourself. Just get an Xbox One controller. <laughs> uh, okay, that that is also fair, and also random multiplayer. Random fun fact, uh, there was one time I went to a movie with my wife and I stepped out and some reason in the middle of this fucking parking lot, there was a camouflage Xbox One controller. Just yeah, I was just hoping you wouldn't see it. Somebody was like, I can't fit this in my backpack right now. I'm going to put it here. It's camouflage. <laughs> Nobody's going to see it. it and I'll just come back for it. Yeah, I tripped over it. It almost nope. killed me. Uh, oh, uh, it took me, like, I had to Google and look. And I was like, it looks like an Xbox controller, but, you know, I'm looking at it like, What's this, you know, this weird infrared port in front of it, you know, trying to figure out what, and it's like, oh, this is the Xbox One controller. And I kind of laughed. I'm like, well, this is never going to get used to my house. But if it's Bluetooth, I have no idea if it's Bluetooth, but if it is, 
I think I finally found a use for my that controller. I well, um, you'd have to buy a dongle, I'm pretty sure, to play wirelessly on your computer. But Which otherwise, you just plug in. Yeah, just plug in a micro USB, and then you're good to go. That's how I Let's use my. Uh, have, that's how I use my Elite even controller. If you have Bluetooth. Uh, because I'm pretty sure I don't know if it is Bluetooth. Uh, like again, I don't have any like wireless connectivity on my motherboard. I just don't know. Um, so if that it is, is then it sure, is. Uh, then okay. If you have Bluetooth, then yeah, it, any Windows PC has available connectivity because it's another Microsoft product. So as long as you have Bluetooth installed, you should be able to wirelessly connect. Okay, to your well that's good to know. I learned something new today. Yeah. And uh, Nick I only in the know chat. that because I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have Bluetooth. When I built my computer, I didn't build Bluetooth, and I was like, why isn't this working? There's no Bluetooth. <laughs> Nick in the chat is uh, suggesting that I try a uh, PlayStation 4 controller, uh, and I think everybody knows, uh, you know, shocker, since Sony is technically the one... Wait, Sony did make Bluetooth, right? That that That's their technology? I don't I'm know. They actually... I, they don't. I have an old PS3 Bluetooth headset, and they don't allow Bluetooth headsets anymore for PlayStation. What? So you Jab can't just like hook an old. Chad Hardson, who invented Bluetooth while working at Ericsson in the late 1990s. Ericsson. Wait, Sony, Sony Ericsson? Ericsson. Yeah. Yeah. Sony Ericsson's the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nick, like he was like, haha. No, it's not Sony. But then I, you know, I dropped. I never said it wasn't Sony. I just read out no, who it, invented Bluetooth. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I figured Nick in the chat would like, you know, his professor outfit would come out and he'd be like, haha, I will give you a history lesson. Uh, it looks like Nick in the chat actually might not know 100% either. Wow, what's going on here? Uh, it's well, just... I mean, Sony Ericsson used to be the name of the company for a while, so. True, true. Uh, so anyways, uh, he was saying that, you know, uh, use the PS4 controller and the first thing I thought was the song Deception by, uh, Lion King 2. Uh, just playing as you're using a PlayStation 4 controller uh, to play a you know a, a Microsoft, a Microsoft game. game. Oh, it'd be so <laughs> nice. I mean, the only other time I can do that is Minecraft, so it's like yes, the cross <laughs> button, the jump. What's that? You want me oh, to shoot? I won. <laughs> so Nick in the chat saying Ericsson is not Sony. So maybe Ericsson created a phone that had Sony software on it or something like that. I know there was a Sony Ericsson phone out there that uh, was a thing for like three months before it, you know, died in infamy because apparently no one cared for it. And uh, Nick is confirming it was a strategic partnership. Probably one of the first Sony was able to successfully do, as we'll talk about later. But uh, anyways... Yeah, played Halo Reach, had a good time, hoping other people will buy it and play it with me, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that was mine. What about you, Nick? Tell me about your gaming. Um, I'm still on the grind for a time-sensitive title um, in D2. I've got till, for those listening, I've got till tomorrow to finish it up, but by now I should have it done. Wait, um, why do you have to finish it? It's a title that's only available this season, and the season ends on Tuesday, and of course Ooh. I put it off because of school. Is this going to be um, one of those uh, episodes that age poorly kind of situation here? Uh, no, I'm at the like I'm at the very end. I'm at the very tail end, so I should have it done by in the next two days. Uh, recording on Saturday, okay. so by Monday I should have it done. Um, so yeah, no, that, and then um, I uh, recently acquired Gears 5, finally. Nice! Uh, 
Gears of War is one of my favorite series, um, and I played through a little bit of it, didn't get to play a lot of it, hopefully I'll be able to finish it off next week. Uh, Gears 5 um, is interesting so far. So Gears 5 is made by the Coalition, uh, you know, it's a Microsoft uh, studio. The Coalition is based here in Vancouver, and um, fuck, I lost I my train of thought. I knew it! I I'm sorry! Gears 5. Uh, yeah, Gears 5 is uh, is uh, part of the Coalition, and then last year, I can't remember when it was, I went to something called the XDS, uh, uh, it was a conference for game developers. Not for, like, okay. companies or publishers, like, it was the game developers, like, how the games are actually made. I volunteered there for a little bit, um, and I met people from 343 Industries and, and Gears and the Coalition, and we were talking about how important it is that they try to make sure that the games are different, but feel like, you know, the core feeling is still there as people are playing the game. Otherwise, the fucking community will just jump on them, right? Yep. Um, like, they because they really want to innovate and they want to do something new but then they also have to keep it feeling like it used to like it all f like it like a gears game or like a halo See, game rise of skywalker or not the rise of skywalker the last jedi he wanted to do something different and the community went fuck you yeah <laughs> so yeah question for you if i could not to derail from your topic yeah there's a war uh very important why is it like that for almost every game series, but for some reason, Zelda, they always do something different, and, you know, some people are divisive about it, but still universally loved. I never well, understood I mean, that. Well, I mean, it depends, it de uh, like, you have to look at the context here, like, here, Halo and Gears specifically have built these worlds, and so True. they want that consistency. Right, yeah. not that Zelda, Zelda hasn't built these worlds. I think it just started off as like we want to do they, these. They definitely don't try have consistency. These, yeah, we want to try these different things, and it just worked out. Now then, like, oh shit! And we talked about this maybe two episodes ago. Like, oh shit, we actually have to consider some sort of timeline or continuity or like what's going on with the fucking story. Whereas with Halo right. and Gears, they were planned as like, all right, we want to do three games. You know, story wise, I mean, we want to do four Final games. Fantasy. Oh, there's chocobos in it. Well, it's a Final Fantasy game. I also think that the big thing about Zelda is that it's 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 almost more obscure in its canon because everything is just a different version of a reality where Zelda exactly. is, you know, you know. So they have the freedom to kind of create within the context of that, but like if they just add shit to Halo, it's all there's already pretty concrete boundaries on right. what exists and how things are. So the only thing they can do is really like go to the past or go to the future. Like right. editing the stuff yeah, in between is a lot harder, yeah. And Halo story-wise is a lot like Star Wars, where there's so so much supporting mm -hmm. material. There's so many like side things, and like there's novels that supplement the story in so many different ways. Uh, Sadly, but we're here, all like, we have is fan fiction. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's unfortunate. Zelda. Sorry. Sometimes not not a lot of uh, yeah. uh, safe for work fan fiction. Nintendo um, and the imagination. Oh jeez. So so with Gears, um, maybe about three or four hours in. Um, Story-wise, I'm really excited. Like, the story of Gears has, to me... Like, you have to imagine, I picked up the first Gears, let's say, when I was 12 or 13. I was 12 or 13 when this game came out on PC, Gears of War 1, where it was just this brutal, over-the-person, third-person shooter where I'm shooting these monsters, ripping them apart with a chainsaw. It was just bloody, uh, gore, like, just gore-filled game. People, like, these soldiers are swearing, and then it was just like, you know, it was just like... It was intense and it was dark, but it was... 
you know like the bond that the characters had the story that they were trying to build was fantastic and then that just pulled me in so early then gears of war 2 something tragic happens gears of war 3 some other tragic shit happens but there's victory and then gears of war 4 came out um and so gears 5 uh, gameplay wise they've done a few things that have been interesting they've added like an ai like robot that comes around with you that you can actually like give it things to do like oh i need you to fetch that ammo and bring it here or i need you to go and attack that guy or do this thing specific so it's a little different but it still feels like the same game like the core sprint Mm. mechanics the uh shift between cover mechanics they've all stayed the same and with the last gears of war with gears 4 what they try to do is make the environment more interactable meaning that if you blow up that explosive barrel that whole section is going to collapse and kill a bunch of them nice you can either do that or you can just shoot them down like kind of yeah destroyable yeah so like it's a little more problem solving and stuff you see the mountain all the way in the distance you can blow it up yeah there's just a lot (laughs) more they've given you a lot more avenues to approach a fight which i think is more Hmm. which is necessary when it comes to like um the harder difficulties Mm, because they they won't die as quick yeah you can't just go straight at it like the difficulties i like to play i can just go straight at it Actually, no, even then, I can't. I can't just stand out there and hope that they won't miss because it's always been the case, even from the very beginning, if you're not in cover, even in, like, the easy mode, you're probably gonna, you're gonna suffer. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna face a consequence for not being in cover and then playing a little bit, you know, not super aggressive. And that's good, right? Like, uh, being completely aware of your situation as, you know, in heavy gunfire combat like that? I think, I think it's good, yeah, because, like, as much as, like, if you wanna, if you wanna be super aggro and just run at them, you're still gonna have to, like, circumvent by going around cover and then kind of avoiding, like, line of fire. You can't just run at them in a straight line. So, like, Mm -hmm. you have to be smart about your approach. I personally like to get, like, to mid-range. I don't like the long-range fights. I mean, granted, the Locust is, you know, completely sci-fi, but it's not really realistic if you're, like, charging forward with the knife going, haha, I zigzag all your bullets and then I'll knife you. Yeah, no, they're not stormtroopers, and they're not the locust actually in this game. Uh, they're a an evolved form of the locust called a swarm. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry, pardon me and my feels, lack of uh, knowledge. I just went StarCraft. <laughs> um, it's. Uh, I mean, it might uh, you could draw a parallel to StarCraft because it's a hive network this time around, and they're all connected to like one main. So- and we don't know what it is yet. I don't know what it is yet. I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. is. We don't know like where it's all leading to, and I'm just excited to see where Even- it goes. Oh, so you haven't finished the game though? That may no, be even in e- even in Gears of War four, they haven't even announced like there's no hint at like there is a kind of a hint, but we don't know who like the main big bad is. Gears five, oh. I don't know how that ends either because I'm kind of certain there's going to be a Gear six. So, also, one of the big community members of the D and D community is one of the main voice actors for that one. In a alternative reality, I wonder Nick how well he would have done with the uh, Sony's call to this type of game. Uh, have you heard of the game called Resistance: Fallen Man? Uh, yes, I have actually. Um, it's uh, a three-game series, and uh, you know, follows the same principle. But I wonder, uh, have you ever have you ever touched it? I mean, if it wasn't on the PS2, probably not. If it was, then I don't. I never had it, and that was probably no, why was, I wanted uh, a 360. PS, PS3 only. Yeah, that's why I wanted a 360 because I went over to a buddy's house while I still had a PS2, and then we played some Gears 2 Horde mode or Gears 1 Horde mode. I can't remember. Or I don't know. No, I think Gears 2 was the first one that came out with a Horde mode. And I'm like, shit, I want this and I want to play through the story. And uh, <coughs> then I got Gears 1 on the PC, and then I'm like, shit, I need Gears 2. So I got a 360, and yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's history. 
I honestly wish there was a way that I could, uh, you know, somehow introduce you to that series as well in conjunction to this because it was a great game series, but unfortunately, it's locked. It's you right. Know, if it's you, if you don't yeah. own a, yeah, I can say if if you don't have a PS3, then you're never gonna ever play it in this current condition, and that's right. kind of frustrating, you know. But anyway, yeah, that's so like, a world though. That's maybe more possible just between the different ports. You know, now now we're playing Halo on computers, so True. maybe and, maybe. But there was a need for over. it too, right? That's the other thing, uh, because when the full Master Chief Collection comes out, we're gonna have uh, a resurgence, or at least that's the hope. There's gonna be a resurgence to Halo competitive. Because it's now going to be on oh. PC, right? And the Halo Master Chief Collection oh. comes with uh, Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, 4, 5, and... Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you Matt choose Reach. which games multiplayer you're in? Yes, you can choose which games multiplayer you're in. Huh. So, I was hoping, because <sighs> cool. there is a solution to this, and it's called, you know, uh, PS Now, which is, you know, the uh, the streaming oh, games yeah. from different systems. It's like, well... You know, if you're smart, then maybe if you have PS Now, you can play it on the PlayStation 4. Which leads to what Nick in the chat was saying. You can play Resistance 3 on PS Now. But, right. I mean, okay. how would it feel if I just suddenly jumped into Gears of War 3? Compared to, you know, I'd, skipping the first two. And then not being I able think, to play 4 or 5. Well, I mean, story-wise, you'd be a little confused. Gameplay-wise, it'd be the same core thing. Um, if anybody's not played the Gears of War series, I would recommend starting at Gears 4, because Gears 4 is after a time skip, and so the, you start off with kind of like fresh characters, and you, you, you kind of, you can pick up things about the story along the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Um, Good deal. So, that's Gears like starting War episode 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And then I hope to be able to finish Gears of War, and before I leave, um, I want to try picking up, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And see if I can give my uh, give my yeah. give a go at that. And definitely, I'm probably getting reached before I leave. I have to like start shooting some people with a sniper rifle. Please, because I spent 20 minutes very frustrated in the very beginning trying to figure out how to aim with the SMG. Uh, oh, so okay, so that's another thing. Uh, not a lot of guns have uh, ADS. Yeah, I ADS? learned that. I yeah well, yeah. What is so aiming ADS? down sights. So there's oh. uh, you only have it, the magnum, the sniper frame. rifle, and a few other things. Otherwise, it, battle rifle. Yeah, that's the yeah, and the battle rifle, the DMR. That's the wow. That's the that's and how it was. It was so bizarre to me. Just you know, just to touch back onto Halo Reach. That not only that, even if you had something like the BR, the magnum, if you took damage, you got pushed out of it. So it was it was so bizarre that I had to spray and pray for most of these fights. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think, the biggest challenge with porting over old games is the uh, lack of consistency with modern games. Um, like, we've come so... Like, it, the the first game to introduce Clamber was, I'm pretty sure, Halo 5. So in Halo 4, Clamber? you can sprint... Yeah, so when you jump up to a ledge, and then it just automatically pulls you up onto it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Halo 4 didn't have that, but Halo 4 had a sprint. Like, uh, I think it all like had sprint available all the time. So there's a few things that will take you a while to get used to. Uh, especially if you're, not, if you're not used to the Halo series. Like, Halo 1, you could never sprint at all. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's the one right. Halo game I played the, the storyline yep. on. Yeah. So. Is there a Halo game where you could double jump, or is that just me? Uh, you, outside of the like backpacks, maybe, no. You can't double jump. Okay, so maybe it was just you could moon jump, essentially. Like, you could jump uh, incredibly higher or further I, yeah, than you I could think, normally could. I think there are some 
things that get you like a higher jump um, and outside of the backpacks, but no, I, I can't remember anything. Nothing's coming to me right now, immediately. Wasn't I, in Halo 3 in the multiplayer, there was like a way to have low gravity or something? It might have been a game mode. Maybe it was. Yeah, because uh, there's like a low grav game mode uh, with the hammers. Yeah. I mean, yes. there, there's so with cool the grav special- hammers? Oh my god, so much fun. There's- oh god, those fuck- what are they called? The Brutes? With those, yes. uh- I know a little bit about Halo. Nice. Like, uh, it wasn't, yeah, thank you. Uh, it wasn't until Halo 3 ODST that they started introducing, like, class features, if I understand correctly, such as, uh, sending holograms out or making yourself invincible for a couple that of was, seconds. That was Halo 3, not ODST, because the other difference with, like, narratively, ODST, it might have been ODST, but ODST are not Spartans. You're just regular humans, right? right? Which is why the game is so much harder. Um, yeah. I got really frustrated in Halo Reach because, uh,. <laughs> God bless them. I was with the, like, you You start off in the game with, like, a team of five, and, uh, like, I get tagged with a plasma grenade. I know what happens when I get tagged with a plasma grenade, and, like, as I get, you know, uh, a a obliterated, the guy next to me just smashes the ground and turns invincible just to <laughs> save his own. It's like, we both George. go to a checkpoint, motherfucker. Fuck you. Yeah, that's George. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's, uh... That's enough about the games we've been playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've got a few interesting things to talk about. Uh, some awesome things and some whatever things. Let's start with the awesome things. So, according to an article by Polygon... Um, thank you, Polygon. <laughs> uh, thank you, Polygon. This is from an article by Patricia Hernandez. Uh, Hatterene, uh, the the Pokemon from oh, the Oh, are we games. jumping back to the Modulus segment? Yes. We haven't even, okay. yeah, we haven't even touched They're both Polygon. Yet. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you were talking about Sony for a second. Are we going back to Pokemon? Yeah, no, I'm going to start with the awesome thing first. Um, oh, that's, I, this is the awesome thing? I, yeah, yeah, you're scaring me, Nick. What, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm trying to be funny, but apparently that's not coming across. Anyways. No, uh, there's a Pokemon. There's a you're Pokemon in Sword and Shield called Hatterene. I live in a country that's... where public urination lands you on the sex offender list. What you're talking about is scary. <laughs> but Hatterene is a Pokemon of Sword and Shield that's part of a three-stage evolution family. It's a psychic type, and Hatterene. I'm just gonna verbatim. This is the title of the article: Hatterene's unlikely ascent to Pokemon sex symbol. Um, she doesn't have hands. Yes, she she's does. Tentacle, oh yeah, she's got she's, a tentacle hand off her hat. No, she's got hands. Yeah, she's got little hands. hands. I mean, if you look at the picture, uh, like, the first picture they show, it shows her having, like, the hands of a two-year-old, which doesn't help with, uh, the, the situation that's going on here. <laughs> um, so, I, uh, <laughs> this is, this is, this is interesting. Um, this is not a surprise to some people who, uh, frequent certain parts of the internet. Um, but... I, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. Hadron, it has been subjected to extensive use of Rule 34. Um, yeah. and Nick, can you tell me, in the day and age where we used to talk about things like Marilyn Monroe, Judy Garland, Muhammad Ali even, and today's James, version Cary of... Cary Grant, man. Cary Grant. Okay, yeah, I mean, like, not to... Cause sexualizing a person you know just you know granting them a status for that you know nowadays it's just you know fucking fucked essentially but the idea that our i you know formula decides that a pokemon 
is worthy of that title, or is put in that title, not even worthy at this point. It's just, what the fuck is going on? Um, it's, it's just the internet doing its its thing, Tyler. Um, so I referenced Rule 34 earlier. In case there's somebody out there who doesn't know it, um, Rule 34 states that if it exists, there is porn of it. If there isn't, there will be. And um, that's exactly that's what has 35. happened. Which is ironically uh, always true, no matter what. I mean. When it was written. <laughs> so the internet has done its thing. Um, the, the, yeah, ha- the hentai lords and goddesses have found their way into turning Hadron into something um, a little explicit. Um, this is definitely not a kid-safe version of uh, this Pokemon. Um, oh. And I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I was making the joke that, you know, we're going into the good stuff, but this is honestly, <laughs> it's a little... Oh, the good stuff, yeah. Like, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen my fair share of weird things, things that I've turned a blind eye to, you know, you know, live and let live. But this is... Yeah. This is getting close to, you know, Pokemon. Really, Pokemon. Glenn, what are your thoughts on this? Because you're not as you're not as depraved as us. I, okay, okay. Yeah, depraved I mean, is such a, a cold term. There are many have been like if you search my search history back, you know, over the years. Yeah, there might have been a, a couple of questionable hits that come up, but calling me depraved, Nick. That's the smart right. writer of the group. Okay. I have only written <laughs> smart fan fiction about my little pony <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> what? Whoops. You're not uh, tell you're digging the, the whole you're, you're digging deeper. Let's just I'm, swat, I'm pencil diving. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he just, he's like nope. Um to answer your question, Nick. Yes, Glenn. Um I don't really being someone who jumped back into the game after you know a hiatus since 1998 um like because like i said i think i've played i played a little bit of emerald on an emulator but other than that it was just yellow this right and so i'm just getting re- and pokemon go kind of acquainted me with some of the new generations because they're right. releasing them sequentially uh, which was nice to be able to kind of get a slow release to get introduced to these new characters. You're just not bombarded but, by 890 Pokemon yeah, all at once. Here's yeah. about your Pokemon. <laughs> 151. What in the world happened to the world? Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm a little sad just because sexualizing a Pokemon feels like something that shouldn't have to happen within the human psyche. But uh, I'm sure worse things have happened. Uh, (laughs) it's also a little sad it's also a little sad that it's like one of my childhood things this was i grew up playing this game i still have the cards i have the promo mew card from the first movie that came out in 2000 and uh so like seeing it turned into something where it's like legitimately like she's giving a hand job or something or whatever i haven't looked at any of the things i can only imagine how bad they are but like that's pretty tame I don't, I mean, see, but even to me, that feels like it's it's a Pokemon. No, I understand. Uh, nobody, you know, if you like, feel the same uh, way as Glenn, avoid uh, the Pokemon Rule 34 subreddit. Uh, I'm just putting that out there that uh, you, you should link avoid. That for science? Uh, I will be, we will link that for science. You want to avoid that link at all costs. I will. Never it's, look at it. It's so weird because uh, it reminds me of the, uh, the one meme picture that people will post every now and then. Have you guys seen the movie The Incredibles? Yeah. Yes. Where it shows the uh, the mother like looking at like this atrocious thing, but then you have the the person that makes the costume like <laughs> in the background. Yep. Yeah, like this is it, it's essentially two groups of people: 
people who are like completely affronted by the idea of rule 34 on anything especially video mm-hmm. games and then you got the people who are like you know what? i have no fucking morals let's you know let's see what's going on and it, it's it's such a divisive thing because some people are like hey it's art some people are like ah, i got you know it's more than art for me and i tried crossing the line at one point seeing if it was but i thankfully in my head anyways i realized it wasn't for me because like when, when you think about it on the deep end of the things like these are pokemon that you were capturing your commanding and all that stuff and it goes down a certain road that's scarier than the initial thought and hmm. then it turns into the idea of like is this bestiality is this you know zoophilia oh. is this slavery is like a it, it gets really dark really fucking quick hmm. it's 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 yeah no it is it is kind of what it is but it's interesting how all of this happened because it's not the only franchise this happens with if we're being completely honest like look at uh bowsette oh i was gonna say digimon but yeah sure sure like you know like digimon (laughs) welcome welcome to the internet glenn um and before we continue i will want to say our field reporters animated and there's people in the world that know how to draw (laughs) let let it be known that there's probably something horrific about it rule 34 glenn um fucking let it be known the explorer well that's a scarier territory that's that's yeah that's something that even i won't even go near imagine Uh, finding it it fits the conditions there are people that know how to draw and it was animated no no you're correct technically you're correct but then that's that's like a whole like sub like subsection of depravity that's the deep end of the pool that is real 34 but then you see a gutter at the bottom of the deep end and it's fucking penelope (laughs) from the movie it like hey kid i got real 34 for you know door of the explorer i just come down here don't do it don't do it don't do it (laughs) run um run away i did want to mention that the uh and nick found this out in chat at the uh term for the rule 34 pokemon thing is porkemon there's so many red flags in here it feels like i'm being stopped in a nascar race so like what the fuck do you do at that point flag no thank down, you NSA agent we're okay we're just discussing something we're not sharing or creating anything we're just discussing this thank you very much NSA agent you oh, i hope your day's oh, going so great somebody um, named NSA agent oh, in the there chat goes my passport like, hey, what are you guys revoked. doing um, so we're just going to leave it at Cannot that. Cannot go within 300 yards of a um, school. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. Hadron has been turned into the mascot for Rule 34 oh for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Anything we're talking about, all the Pokemon are over the ages of 18. And everything appears to be consensual. All right, we're going to move on to our topic of the show. Thank um, you, Ron. <laughs> also, uh, the- Gardevoir versus Hatterene. Gardevoir. Um, Gardevoir. Okay, good. Hatterene. Whoa, um, that, that was a scary entry. I'm kidding. I just re- wanted to be. I just wanted to be controversial because nope. I know you that's guys fine. both love Garbage. No, you okay. owned it. You're a you're a Hattery kind of guy. I'm an ass yeah. man. So I'm actually okay. Not. So I'm Sony really is like... celebrating. Uh, this is our topic of the show. Sony is celebrating 25 <laughs> years I... of the launch of the PlayStation. Uh, we are on December 3rd, 1994. Uh, the Sony PlayStation launched. For the first time in Japan, um, but apparently things could have turned out, it, like could have gone com- in in a completely different direction. Um, Tyler, do you wanna do you wanna tell us a little bit about this little direction? 
Because I'm pretty sure like some of this was covered in that uh, Nintendo history special that you did, or at least it was mentioned. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't because uh, when you think of the history special I did, it went all the way up right before they introduced toys. So we're talking like the you know 1960s. Right. No, I feel. Yeah. No, I was just thinking. Like I remember hearing somebody say something. It might have been you or somebody else about Sony and Sega, or we might have discussed that on the show. Maybe like. Half a year ago, or something. I'm, I'm sure I mentioned it before, especially with uh, pretty much you know the def- the fall of the Dreamcast, essentially with uh, the Dreamcast being highly piratable versus the popularity of the PlayStation Two at the time. But yes, I, I <laughs> if as long as I can remember it, have some knowledge over uh, the history of the PlayStation since the very beginning. Fun fact: it was my very first system. I'm I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I don't like. I got it within like three months of each other. The PlayStation One and the uh, Super Nintendo. PlayStation One oh, was okay. my first system as well. Makes sense. It was my first system as well, but like, cause we had a Super Nintendo in the house, but that was my dad's. You know, like I watched him play games. I didn't get to play the Super Nintendo. Okay, but if it's in the same house as you, and then you're under the age of eighteen, can't you say that's your system still? Because otherwise, I, mean, I, I my first system was it. the Xbox 360. Well, I mean, like the that was the first console that was bought and lived in my house that I was able to play. So that's why I consider it my first console, because like I wasn't able to play the Nintendo. So just to represent or understand here, uh, your dad would let you play the Super Nintendo. No, he would not. He would let me watch him play it. I'm kind of respectful of your young. father, but also kind of concerned that he handed you the PlayStation 1, but the Super Nintendo was off hands. Oh, yeah. Super Nintendo was off limits. I could play the Game Boy, but not the Super Nintendo. Any idea why? I think it's because either my dad thought that the themes that went into it were a little too harsh for me. Um... I would argue that PlayStation 1 had more access to titles that are a little bit harder. It absolutely did, which is why that's right. Well, it's like my parents didn't let me watch a PG-13 movie until I was like 14 years old. I also couldn't watch the Smurfs. My dad was a youth pastor for a while, so there were certain things that they were very strict on, and a lot of that was what was being brought in. And then my brother was born, and they were like, fuck it, it doesn't matter. And so, like... (laughs) Uh, they didn't say that out Checks loud, out. and they wouldn't say that out loud, but it, it was obvious that once my brother and I both became a certain age, um, like, the the limits on what we were allowed to do definitely took a leap seemingly out of nowhere. And uh, the PlayStation was one of them, because one of the first games we got was Twisted Metal 2. So Wow, um, uh, really took you right into the, uh, the field real quick, huh? Uh, yeah, so it's like skipping yeah. basic training and sending you right to the to another continent. That game, Jeez. Is, that game is fucking fire. It still holds up. I love that game. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I do consider PlayStation to be my first console. Man, uh, honestly, like my my first PlayStation One game was uh, Rugrats and Spyro. And uh, if yours was <laughs> Twisted Metal, well, huh? You know, I mean. It's, it's like saying your first Nickelodeon show was Rocco's Modern World or something like that. Or, Rocco's Modern Life or like Ariel yeah, yep. Monsters. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, that was gross. Or no, no, no. Ren and Stimpy. That would be the one. Ren, Ren and Stimpy was the weird ass one. Ren and Stimpy is like the, <laughs> the, the, like, that's when people towed the line where even Nickelodeon was like, wait a minute. Do we have morals? 
do, do, do the viewers have morals? Question mark. <laughs> this this Chihuahua's on LSD. What's going on here? Yup. So Nick, That's where I the, think SpongeBob was. The SpongeBob answer was a replacement. I agree, actually. Uh, Nick, to answer your question, could you repeat the question? Why don't you tell us about uh, the, the history of, of the PlayStation and how it almost never happened? Or how, what could have been different? Based on so, the article. So are we going to ready to uh, you know, ask a question to the What If machine from Futurama and start cranking it up to see uh, you know, what if Bender was actually human? Uh, okay, so, yes, Nick? No, I was just going to say I'm referring to the article by Blake Hester from Polygon. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, fine. So, <laughs> back in the day before the PlayStation 1 became a thing, and there's actually a lot of evidence to this because uh, it turns out play, uh, Sony and Nintendo were very public about this dealing that was going on. Super Nintendo was being a big hit. Nintendo was working on the Nintendo 64 at the time. PlayStation wanted to get into the mix. So they kind of started looking at each other saying, hey, we're both big companies. We're not in the big uh, video game industry. You are. Let's shake hands and make a CD-ROM based console. And Nintendo's like, okay, yeah, let's start developing games on something that requires a little bit more horsepower than, you know, the 64 and see what happens. And that led to eventually what is called the 64DD uh, for the more, you know, main day. Uh, I don't think that even reached the US, but the games that could, uh, you needed uh, something called the expansion pack, I believe. Uh, I could be mixing up information, but think of games like uh, Donkey Kong 64, Majora's Mask, Star Fox 64, those kind of games required a special pack to put into the 64 that gave it a boosted memory. But hmm. back up a little bit. Sony was making a hot deal with Nintendo, and suddenly things came into question. Uh, I don't remember specifically here, but I could read the article. Uh, they wanted to make a deal, and it looked like maybe Nintendo backed out? Okay, nobody's checking, so I will. Nintendo went back on the deal, and they terminated the partnership but. with Sony, and announced it was going to strike a deal with Philips instead. Now, does that sound familiar okay. to anybody? Like Philips 66? Like Philips CDI. Yeah, vaguely. Um, uh, Philips CDI is a pseudo system that they tried making together that very, 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 I'm going to add more very, very badly failed. It, like, it was so atrociously bad that Nintendo, like, for example, there was three, three Zelda games that came up on the Philips CDI that was made with Nintendo. It was so bad that Nintendo itself, despite the fact that there is such a wild web of, like, uh, canon with Zelda, Nintendo itself has announced that those games are not canon to the Zelda series. That's how badly this whole system debacle went. But wow. ne nevertheless, Nintendo said peace to Sony, and Sony, realizing that they still had the capability capabilities and the blueprints for everything that they wanted to design say fuck it let's make our own system and you know <laughs> thus the playstation was born mm -hmm. uh, i love the playstation yeah it went from um uh like re reading through this article nintendo and sony first worked together to develop the spc 700 sound chip 
Um, and then from based on that successful partnership, they're like, all right, let's try the whole CD-ROM thing. And then Nintendo is like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do a deal with Philips. And then Sega tried to make a deal with um, Sony, Sony around the same thing. And then Sony this time was like, no, nah, dude, we're not going to do that. And then Sony did their own thing and it was successful. And then they tried to do something or thought about doing something with Microsoft, but then that didn't work out. And then the PlayStation 2 came out. That's the TLDR for basically. I'm assuming you don't want me to say anything to uh, make that 20 minutes longer then. <laughs> I mean, unless there's I anything that particularly stands it. out, it's just interesting, especially like listening to that History of Nintendo episode, Tyler. It's just interesting how, um, how not rampant, how cha- chaotic or how difficult it was getting startup. Because like reading through this article, Sony wasn't like initially before the PS1, Sony didn't really like they saw video games as a fad and like their executives weren't like full-on on you know investing into like the technology and production and stuff it's kind of like microsoft with the xbox 360 back in the day where uh the you know bill gates did not see initially the xbox 360 as a big thing and it was very very hard for xbox 360 to try to compete uh, compete when the fact of the matter is the operating system still made like 95% of the money that the Xbox 360 could make. At the same time, we have always agreed that if Microsoft really wanted to piss off Sony, which occasionally they like to do, uh, they can dump like fuck you money into the Xbox and create, you know, all sorts of things. At which the they are starting whole, to do. Which they are starting to do. Uh, I guess my point is, Sony realized that they got snubbed by Nintendo and they were bitter. They did all sorts mm. of things back in the day to try to pull in attention. They helped fund a bunch of other companies, such as Insomniac, which, you know, helped lead to Spyro and all that stuff, which led to them eventually being pulled into things like uh, Infamous, which I'm sure right. you guys uh, recognize right. the name of. Mm-hmm. They started to uh, sweet talk a bunch of companies that were loyal to uh, companies like Nintendo and led to things like Final Fantasy suddenly becoming exclusive on the PlayStation versus the Super Nintendo. And Mm. so they started basically giving the Xbox One treatment where it's like, hey, uh, hello, fellow people that aren't owned by us. Why don't we just pay you money or otherwise make you look good and you can have more fun on our system? And it worked. It, It fucking worked. They, and as you said, they did talk with Sony at a certain point, and it was kind of weird because I think it only lasted like two solid conversations, and Sony backed out of Sega almost immediately. And Sega tried doing the same thing as Sony, saying, fuck you, we have our own stuff. We have Sonic, we have Fanny Star, and all that stuff. And then they fell out immediately after like maybe like a, a year or two of Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we had, like, Sony, it'd be safe to say Sony essentially revolutionized the um, exclusivity, the whole exclusivity thing. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why I would like to think that Xbox took so long, or Microsoft took so long. Well, it wasn't until the Xbox One, they're like, oh, I think we should probably start picking up studios. But again, you know, as we've discussed prior, it's just Xbox, or, or at least Microsoft, not wanting to, you know put in as much effort because they didn't see the need to they were happy to make a dent in the sales of sony um and now that they're actually putting in more money because they actually see the billion dollar industry that video games has become and like oh (laughs) shit we can actually profit off of this um but it's uh it's always interesting to hear the the 
history of how some of the bigger companies today got started. I would like to apologize. I'd like to correct myself as Nick in the chat is, uh, Nick, Nick in the chat is pointing out. Uh, that was Sucker Punch that made uh, games like Infamous. Uh, when you think of games by Insomniac, you're thinking of uh, Ratchet, Ratchet and, and Clank. Clank. Yeah. Uh, resistance. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, resistance, these are yeah. super you know, very And then you also have Naughty Dog, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who did Jack and Daxter, and then I'm pretty sure, what was it called? What was that guy the male equivalent of uh, Lara Croft? Uh, I can't are remember you? his name. Oh, no. Like, his Drake. fucking name's not coming to mind. Yeah, that's the, the... Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted. That's the name of the fucking game series. That's what I, I said. Uh, he I heard Nathan say. Drake, sorry. Well, he said after, yeah. but I'll... Yeah. Glenn, I'll give you credit for the kill. Yeah, yeah. Hey! Um, uh-huh. Yeah, no, so there are plenty of... Uh, there are plenty of things that we now recognize as Sony exclusives or first-party, like, developers for work. Sony. Mm. I mean, if we wanted to, like, talk about people who who started the exclusivity it would probably be Nintendo mm-hmm. right i mean but then yeah technically cuz they're the only thing that was big on the car, uh, in the company but yes but in terms of a competitive sense on the market uh, like sony like really pushed that because now you have one of the bigger developers activision constantly pushing out content for them solely like exclusively despite the game being available on all platforms kind of thing but right at which the i think same is a common thing uh, sony and playstation they had a bunch of first but really second party exclusives to it while nintendo essentially just had a bunch of first party tardy uh first party titles to them like right. everything that's nintendo that is known to nintendo is owned by nintendo whereas mm-hmm. like a lot of things that are you know that everybody knows for sony is usually by different companies that happen to be in good relationship right like yeah. like there's a couple exceptions like game freak for example i don't believe game freak is directly owned by nintendo Maybe it is, but it's considered a second party. So it's um, like that. Yeah, it's uh, the Pokemon. Pokemon is owned by the Pokemon Company, Pokemon Nintendo, Company. and Game Freak. Right. Right. So I think. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's owned by all three. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think with the Pokemon Company or Nintendo, one of them having thirty-five percent. Okay. Somebody's got majority share. Yeah. I mean that makes sense. Like uh, when it comes to as you mentioned up uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog didn't actually have a game on uh, the Nintendo system until much later, but you know the the Crash Bandicoot property. But before that, they were working on you know the Sega Genesis, and then before that, they were working on PC games. And they got picked up by Sony, and suddenly they they turned big. And it, when it turns out, when you turn big on a certain platform, you turn loyal, and uh, it's served them pretty well, I think. Loyal contractually, anyways. Um, that being said, I think that's a good place to to wrap up there. Happy 25 years to the PlayStation 1. Uh, again, came out Yay. December 3rd, 1994 in Japan. Um, yeah, my first console. A lot of, actually, a lot of our, all of, all of our first consoles. Um, mm-hmm. And my first game on it was Crash Bandicoot 2. I was uh, maybe three or four when my parents picked it up for me, and they regret it, I'm pretty sure, because I've never stopped playing since then. Um, but that's going to be it for that, and we're going to move on to uh, game releases. Glenn, would you like to yeah. tell us a little bit about the games coming out this week? Yeah. Give me one second. Let me scroll down here. Um, 
So it looks like we have not a large amount of releases this week. No, we're in a um, little bit of a slow period. Important. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean, I think most of the games that are of note have already been have already been noted for lack of a better term um, as far as the the release schedule for the holidays goes. But um, right. and I'm not super familiar with either, any of these games, but uh, on December all of them on or the first two on December 10th both on PC, uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Um which is, I think I re- recognize the series Dragon have, Quest. I'm gonna say Dragon Quest is a familiar thing. That's uh, the builders has been uh, super loyal to Nintendo essentially, which is kind of ironic okay. given the circumstances. This game has <laughs> been out on a Nintendo system. I don't remember if it's the 3DS. I'm pretty sure or the Switch. And then it this came out, is the yeah. It it came out for the Switch uh, December 20th last year in Japan. Worldwide in July this year for the Switch PS4. And then this is the PC release. PC release. That wow makes sense. Yeah. Love things moving over to PC. Just thank you for beta testing for us. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have an exclusive to PC, uh, Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries. And now I don't know if this is like one of my earlier games that I played. Uh, it was a mech style game, but have you have you guys played any of this series? I actually have never heard about this game series before. Uh, yeah, not at all. It is a um, single-player game. By Piranha oh. Games. Uh, it, it, it is developed and published by Piranha Games, and it looks like it's, uh, shocker, a mech game. <laughs> Which is good. I think I might like it. Uh, I don't remember what the game series was. Armored Core. That was the game that I played back in the day. Uh, but also, I, I'm a huge Gundam fan, so uh, Gundam Wing specifically, I don't do any of the other ones it's like it's like my first generation pokemon stinginess it's the same thing i like gundam wing that's it uh notable things about it is uh it's going to be one of those games where it's an epic store exclusive which you know trying to ride that train that you know epic has the best store right seems gonna be yeah now we've gone from consoles to like launcher exclusivity wow Apparently, they're also going to be uh, trying to introduce the ray tracing from the NVIDIA RTX series. And Oh, yeah, uh, that's so good. Using the Unreal Engine 4, it's going to hopefully have something great. But beyond this, uh, as you said, this is going to be the first MechWarrior game that's going to be single player since 2002. Wow. Yeah. And then what's the last game? The last game is one that I've heard about. Um, and I think I've seen some trailers for it. I think it's going to be pretty good. From everything I've seen, Detroit Become Human looks really good coming out on December 12th. So um, I, it looks like based on your faces there, you may have some so, s- feelings about the statement so that I just made. Detroit Become Human came out last year sometime. Oh, um, no. It is Tyler's Game self- of the year. Yeah, it was Tyler's uh, proclaimed game of the year. It came out, it's a PS4 exclusive, um, but now it's coming out for PC on Epic. Um, so, I along with a lot of it, so other Quantico Dreams out. games, I'm pretty sure Heavy Rain's going to be on Epic too soon. Ooh, so, one of the first PS4 games, right? Yes. Uh, Glenn, mm. do you remember the tweet that you liked, the last one I liked, where I said, Opinions, some things age poorly, like my opinions? Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing where I stated that Detroit Become Human should be Game of the Year of 2018 over games like, uh, God of War was the biggest example, uh, is a fine example of that my opinion has aged poorly. Uh, 
I personally <laughs> believe that Detroit Become a Human is an excellent game, but with the uh, infamacy that comes from David Cage, as well as the thought process of the story plot from him, amongst other people, mm-hmm. make this makes this a, a mixed bag, if you will. It, it was weird okay. because uh, I remember when we first reviewed it, Nick kept updated with it, but then I played it. I'm trying to remember if Cam played it. I don't remember. I don't think he did. Cam mm. was too neck deep in his fucking JRPGs. He'd never touch a norm a normie game. What's a JRPG? Jap- Japanese role Japanese playing? RPG. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy. I Final guess Fantasy being the biggest, and, yeah. yeah, big example. Oh, got it. Okay. Dynasty but, Warriors. <laughs> uh, that is a Japanese action game, but yeah, I'm not- I love. I love Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> oh, me too. Hyrule Warriors for the Nintendo Switch, which you can play at 60 frames per second. Ooh, sexy. Ooh. But that's all the game releases Fancy. for this upcoming week, so... All right, and then we're going to go week, into... That's good. Yeah, it's a, it's a slow week, and we're probably going to pick up starting next month, I think, uh, in the new year. Um, and so we're going to go into this day in gaming. Uh, the day is December 9th. Tyler, do you want to tell oh. us about this first one? Sure. So, the first game that I personally listed, actually there's two of them, uh, was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone that came out this day in uh, 2003 for the PlayStation 2, GameCube, and some reason I typed the word BX, I'm not sure what the fuck that means. Xbox? Sure. Sure. The reason why we're giving a happy birthday, but also fuck you, is because Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone originally came out for the PlayStation 1. Yes. And that's the one I played it on, and I have no idea if this version is better or not, but I think that game was atrocious beyond the Quidditch game, so... <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that game, even though it wasn't that great. I really liked... I honestly, I truly loved the graphics, because you have to think about it as not like a true-to-style kind of like Harry Potter game. You have to think about it as a derpy Harry Potter game, like just like a really bad fucking Super game. Super derpy. Isn't that where the uh, image of Hagrid comes from most of the time? <laughs> Yes, this is the exact game. Um, why don't you tell us about the second one? Led to your, sure. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm going to trash talk it. I, I told you. <laughs> give me exactly four seconds. You gave it to me. Thank you. Uh, also, eh, uh, sorry. In 1995, coming out for the PC, the game Warcraft 2 Tide of Darkness came out. Ooh. So, happy 14th birthday over to Warcraft 2. Is that That's kind of big, too, because the Warcraft... Then there's a new one coming out soon, right? Yeah, but this is, is the RTS series that pre uh, preceded the uh, MMORPG that we all know and love. This oh is, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're 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 either re-releasing the oh, RTS yeah, they're, or they're putting um, out a yeah, new they're RTS Yeah, they're remastering soon. Warcraft Three. Uh, yeah, so it's called it. Warcraft Three Reforged. I'm pretty because sure. I think it was in beta for pretty recently. So I've had I've known you know some people that are playing it. So anyway, that's cool. And okay, and those then, are the ones I picked. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick. Um, we've got two big ones here. Uh, two OG, uh, like heavy hitters, um, uh, starting with Tekken. It uh, came out Ooh. in 1994, and this was the original release, meaning it was an arcade version. Oh. Mm, nice. So, Holy shit, that came out 25 years ago? That did come out 25 years ago. Just thinking uh, about hey, can that I, can age. I you guys mm. a fun fact? Sure. sure. I still have one of the tokens from the first arcade I ever went to. That's really cool. Like the paper tokens that you put into the, like you hand in or I oh, assume you mean um, the tickets. No, no, no. no, no. A coin. metal token with the name Aladdin's castle on it. And it was, it was uh, owned by a company called Namco. 
a little company called Namco, the one that <laughs> owns fucking Pac-Man. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's got and, like the little Namco symbol, and it's old as hell. It's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, the last game on our list is a, it's a little game. Um, you, not none of you, not a lot of you would probably heard of it. A little game called Doom um, that a, came oh. out also in '94 um, in is Japan. It about, is it a scary? Is it a scary? Um, game? I I think so. I think it's. It, you know what? I'm not too sure. I think it's a story about uh, uh, finding uh, redemption in religion. Um, oh. Yeah, okay. I think it takes you on a scenic journey through. Uh, through Mars for some reason, or sorry, specifically Phobos, one of the moons of Mars, takes you on a scenic journey, um, and you play as a lone man, and you're on the soul soul searching journey and looking and for you find Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Jesus like, um, on Mars. Like in Death Stranding, the ability to sense like uh, those supernatural enemies is called Dooms. I thought this was just the first one, so I thought this was a Kojima game, but apparently, I've been educated. Also, <laughs> yeah, I and I think the title is. <laughs> title is in reference to the 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 sense of doom that we feel when we are lost mm. uh, i think that's what it means uh what i thought mm. was interesting about this release was that it came out on a floppy disk hell yeah oh man this is the, <laughs> this is the floppy disk oh my release God. uh fuck you are gone for the, doom's on the floppy for the, disk <laughs> for the pc 98 mm. um yeah no windows so 98 the best os ever to come out uh no it's not windows 98 this is pc 98 it's, oh, that I thought that was the uh, I thought that was the year. No, this is a system. Uh, this is uh, like a pre. It's a precursor to like modern operating system. It's MS DOS based still, but it's not. Yeah. It's not the ninety eight Windows ninety eight operating system. Okay, because I love Windows ninety eight and still. Or no, sorry, XP was my favorite. XP, XP was the shit. Yeah, yeah. So we can all coll- collectively agree Side that XP note. was the shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's gonna be it Nerds. for us here today. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, where can people okay, find Boomer. you? <laughs> you can find me on the internet, scarring Reddit, scarring Twitter, scarring places that don't include Rule 34. But most importantly, you can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. What about you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at lr11 and on Twitter at lr11 with which might change. I might be able to have that change soon because Twitter is doing like a massive deactivation of unused profiles. Uh, we don't know when those handles will come back, but there is a chance that lr11 might get might become available sometime in the coming few months. Um, oh. And the only uh, the only uh, issue with that is if you're looking for a new handle and somebody's been using yours, uh, and if you want to start it up again, it can only be four letters long, uh, four like four letters, four characters minimum. You can't do three characters anymore. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, just for anybody else who might be thinking of like, oh, this is my time, uh, like it's f- three, four mm, characters minimum. Uh, what about you, Glenn? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Razeth, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H. Um, eventually, because of that now, I'm going to hopefully be able to change my Twitter handle away from Glenn Houston to Razeth, because that's also my Instagram handle. Um, and recently, all of the Ready to Roll content has kind of been absorbed into Razeth as well. So if you were a fan of our former sister podcast. <laughs> so what shows could we uh, look forward to on your uh, your channel then? Uh, we are going to be bringing over the only thing I think that's going to continue with any new content, which is called Garuna Fight Club, um, which is, it's a reference to the world, also because I can call it Garuna FC, which makes it 
um, you know, applicable to people who enjoy football clubs. <laughs> okay. But it's Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe somebody will accidentally be like, oh, Garuna FC, is that like a new, you know, championship league? Or maybe the best something SEO else? tactic, yes. And then they'll just come over and be like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, what nerds? This is awesome. You know, so uh, I think we're going to reset that up. <laughs> the Nerdy uh, Fighting League, next NFL. Week. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Garuna Fight Club is going to continue, but hopefully, because the person that has my Twitter handle, it's like R-A-E underscore Z-E. So they were just trying to write Ray's, but it was, like, too close for me to take Ray's F. So hopefully Oof. that'll be purged and I'll get it. <laughs> nice. Um, and then you can find the show, Casual Master Quest. Um, really, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, you can... Email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to yell at us, uh, casualmasterquest at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, where we have links to everything, at MasterQuestPod. We also have a D&D uh, thing that we do, uh, DM by Glenn right here, uh, called Casual Quest Masters. Um, and fight. I think that's where we where we do the thing where we fight uh, and we had one hell of an episode this week but that's gonna be huh. it did anybody have anything uh, else to say last words uh, I could say Jacobs please don't release archaeology but beyond that I'm good alright you heard it here first Jagex, please don't release archaeology thank you very much for listening folks we hope you have a good week um, and yeah don't forget to never stop the grind bye bye I'll miss you all hi near Tom it is still our bad game bye Opinions are opinions. Everybody has them. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.